Welcome to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have Sammy Hagar tickets to give you. October the 17th, Hard Rock Roxino there. We'll do that for you this morning. Also, coming up 9 o'clock, New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. New Eminem, new Carrie Underwood, new Jonathan Davis. Now, for those of you that might not be around with us at 9 o'clock, Dude, Eminem's getting the better end of this MGK battle. I don't care what anybody tells you. I don't care what anybody tells you. I don't even care about the songs, really. I don't even care about the diss tracks, really. And I, I, I said this yesterday. If both artists were going to play in Cleveland tonight, you know, because that's where MGK tells everybody's from. Like, let's say both artists play Cleveland tonight. Right. Who sells more tickets? And more importantly, well, that doesn't always mean they're good. Right. Wh- whose show do you rather go to? You'd rather go to Eminem's show. Which Instagram, which which hashtag do you want to be using tonight to make sure your posts are going viral? Oh yeah, you want to be at Eminem. Eminem's also a shoe-in for the Hall of Fame. MGK's going to be an actor much bigger than he ever was a rapper. Now that's my prediction. I could be way wrong on that, but it's not a prediction Eminem's going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He will sail in, but it's a rock hall and like hip-hop didn't get in there. You're an idiot. It's a music hall. I, I don't, don't even come to me with that stuff. It's a music hall. And if we kept rock and roll by the term it was like invented as by Alan Freed sitting in there, then Iron Maiden wouldn't get in either. Kiss wouldn't get in either. Judas Priest wouldn't be in. Motley, you know what I mean? None of those bands would be considered to go in either. So don't get hung up on the terminology. Eminem is a shoe-in, a lock for the Hall of Fame. He's getting the better end of this MGK thing. I don't even know why he's doing it. At the end of the day, all he's doing is like anoint. Dude, this is like MGK's been shot by Billy the Kid now. Because people outside of Cuyahoga County know who MGK is now. At this point, it is just to continue to be relevant. And that first song that he put out was an F you to everybody and kind of like crapping on everyone. Which I didn't love. Yeah, but at the end of the day, what else are you supposed to do? You're a rapper. Like that's what your that's what your entire MO is. That's what the genre is built on. That's what that's what the game is. It's wrestling. So like, yeah, so like you 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 beat your chest and you talk about how you're better than everyone else, and then somebody else has something to say about it. So like to me, Eminem wasn't going to come out with a new hit. I mean, I've listened to the, that Kamikaze album, and there's some good songs on there, but none of it's like a new hit. No. So if he wants to be a part of the mainstream conversation again, if he wants to remain, you know, in that upper echelon, you have to do stuff like this every now and then. And I'm sure MGK is very happy to be a part of. You still think it's about a tour? Yeah, like the big picture, I think it's about elevating careers. I don't know if the tour actually happens, but the concept of like, did you do you do you do these things because you know a rise of tide? Lifts all boats, 100%. Does M need it? I mean, didn't Kamikaze get streamed enough times? Like, I'm not sure he needs it. Would it have gotten streamed so many times had there not been some sort of side story to it? Yes. I I don't think so. Oh, I do. I think, dude, once you're at that level, you're at that level. Does Lady Gaga need a beef? No. When the album comes out, you listen to it because she's a star. Eminem's a star. Dude, like, that's what you can't be a lock for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and still not have people interested in what you do. But do you want more of that? Of course you do. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I don't think he needs, I don't, I think, I think the numbers were going to be what the numbers are. That's where you and I are going to disagree on the subject is that I believe the numbers are there because of who he is. Compare these. And Colson's going to give him that many more. I mean, we're sitting here talking about how nobody outside of Cowboy County knows him. So how could that then lead to the numbers? Compare these numbers to his last album. You know what I'm saying? No, like, I don't know where they were. So, like, I mean, if if if, if that's if there's anywhere where we could figure that out, that's probably like, well, was this a driving factor? And I think the concept of him having an overall beef, having him having like an argument with somebody, I well, think Well, riling up your base. That's what I'm forgetting. Is that riling up people who either don't know MGK or think he's just a ripoff of you, riling them up by reminding them that you're this guy. 
and mobilizing them, yeah, maybe. Maybe it's not about, you know, using MGK to get his fans. It's just about using MGK to, like, wake up the belly of what used to be your hardcore fans. I could see that. I could see, so maybe see that. Okay, so yeah, there's probably some some built in there. I don't want to see the tour because I think it cheapens Eminem. I think if you go on a tour with MGK, dude, it weakens you. It brings you down to MGK's level, which isn't very, which isn't very much. Now again, I like MGK. I've met the guy a couple of times. He's a decent dude. Always really, really nice. Tips real well. That whole thing. I can tell you all that, right? But musically, to pretend that it, honestly, it's disrespectful to put him in Eminem's air. I really think it's disrespectful to even suggest it. It's, it's, for, if you did it in October, then yeah, it would be like, what, what is that, dude? That's the whole thing. Then, then becomes glaringly, obviously fake. But if you do it in two years, you know what I'm saying? When this is all kind of behind them, and 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 it comes to be that like you a lot of the, a lot of a lot of overlap in those fan bases. A lot of a lot of uh, you know, if you if you made a Venn diagram of the two fan bases, of course, Eminem's is considerably larger circle. But where those fan bases exist together is a pretty significant part. So I think two years from now, when it comes down to it, if you're trying to fill out, you know, the queue and you're like, damn, dude, we're 7,000 short on all these. I, I, I feel like you're going to at least have Does MGK have 7,000 tickets in him. I would say so. I would think so. I don't know. I don't know. And I legitimately I do not know. I, I'm trying to think we did that party for him outside the Agora and he filled that. But God damn. Dude, there was like 300 artists that played that day. Their whole families came out to see like every art. Like, I don't know. I mean, that was big that day. I mean, he does EST Fest, right? I mean, I guess. Yeah, he may be a little bit bigger than I want to give him credit for, maybe. he may, Dude, MGK might just be a little bit bigger than I, than I want to admit. Yeah, I mean, he's not just a regional star. He's not. Like, he's he's a legit star. I mean... Ah, let's get... Ah, dude, we're wiping our ass with the word star. Nowhere in comparison to 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 Eminem, certainly. But, like, I mean, he's... A, I, I, I guess, what are you defining a star as? I mean... I, it's, because people are going to say to me, you know, he sells out the House of Blues. And it's like, yeah, but Ace Freely sells out the House of Blues. So is Ace Freely a star? I don't think so. And I'm the biggest Kiss fan there is. I think Ace Freely is a star. I do. I mean, uh, if you have over a million followers on you know on social media, is, oh, I don't buy into any of that at all. As, no, dude, a lot of that's all farm botted out in India and all that stuff. I don't buy into the, you have a lot of followers, so you're a star at all. As an artist, I mean, that's at least a representation of people. Nah, who are that's following what. You. Nah, that's what. No, 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 no. That's what people want to pretend is a representation of who's following you. That's got nothing to do with anything, dude. As a matter of fact, I think it's under twenty percent of the United States is even on social media, as far as like Twitter and Instagram goes. Like most people have Facebook, but no, 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 no. I'm not moving into the territory of if you have a million followers on Twitter, you're now a star because that's just a ridiculous place. That's a ridiculous place. At the end of the day, you either really have it or you don't. And MGK doesn't really have it. I said this yesterday about the MGK albums or and the Eminem albums. People were like, well, you know, of course, Eminem's got more success. He's been out longer. Right. But let's go back to the first two albums when he released smash hits off of both. And MGK is about four or five albums in, whatever the hell it is now. And we're still waiting on the big song. And I remember saying this to you yesterday, too. How many of your favorite bands waited five, six records in to release some great music? None. None. It always comes out early. It comes out early because that's where the blood, sweat, and tears went. Because those are the records they've been trying to write for 15 years. Once those come out, now the label wants you to do, you got to pump the product out while the name's hot. So that's why the second and third albums aren't as good, is because you're trying to write the product to get that out there where you're still out on tour. That's why everything starts to slide around four or five records in. 
because you're just trying to fulfill the contract. So, dude, if there was a big MGK song coming, we'd already have it. Was my thing. I don't know what Eminem's doing. I think honestly, at the at the end of the day, dude, it's all when people say, dude, he might be a little afraid. I was like, dude, of a guy that can barely chart, but maybe he is. Because I have no other reason why you, dude. I've never seen a star punch down this far ever in my life, ever. Like at least when Biggie and Pac were doing it, it's like, well, yeah, dude, you're the two big guys. MGK's like, dude, MGK's not even the hottest white rapper out there now, besides Eminem. There were bigger white rappers than him right now. I have no idea why Eminem's punching down this far. I can't make sense of it. Josh Gordon got moved out of Cleveland, saw this move coming. That's next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's New Tour Tuesday, New Eminem. He's taken, uh, well, he's pretty much put MGK in the crosshairs of the song called Kill Shot. He wins. It's not even close, but we'll play it for you coming up at 9 o'clock. And I start talking about, I don't know why Eminem's punching down. I don't get it. And I was like, dude, if there was a big MGK song coming, we'd already have it. You don't, dude, you don't wait four or five songs in. Most greatness, dude, you get it early. Because that greatness was waiting to come out, and they spent 10 years writing a record. And then it comes out. Then they get a couple of other ones that come out after that hits, and then you start to slide. It was like, dude, most artists don't wait. It's not stagnant. First Led Zeppelin record, really good. First Black Sabbath record, really good. First Rolling Stones record, really good. First Kiss record, really good. Like, first Van Halen record, really good. First Aerosmith record, good. Like, see what I'm saying? Like, greatness doesn't wait. There's no, dude, it doesn't take time. Greatness is there. It's ready to go. MGK's first record, good. And so somebody said to me, well, it took Pantera four albums. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Pantera was a glam band that wasn't totally solidified in what they wanted to do when they made EPs. Those aren't official album releases. Cowboys from Hell, their official major label release, the first album, had songs that ended up becoming hits on it. You're wrong. It didn't take Pantera four albums. Took them four albums, took them a couple albums to figure out who they wanted to be. Once they got figured out who they wanted to be, guess what? First major label release, really good. Really good. Now, I think Pantera is overrated. So maybe I'm wrong on all of this because that's what do that. I'm sure I just lost the people who were agreeing with me. I, I probably just went, oh, well, dude, if you don't like Pantera, right? Because I think Pantera is overrated. Fear Factory is the better band from that era for sure. Not even close. But it, you don't wait. Greatness doesn't wait. Greatness punches you in the mouth out of the gate. It's just the way it goes. It's just the way it works. Now, here's the other one. MGK sold out CSU. Sold out CSU. Carrie Underwood couldn't do it. No, Carrie Underwood sold out the venue in Toledo, Youngstown, Cincinnati, all that same month. MGK sold out CSU. Is he selling out everywhere else he goes? I doubt it. Maybe he is. I don't think so. I have friends who live in L.A. who are from Cleveland, went and saw him at the House of Blues in L.A. and were like, dude, there's nobody here. So, like, I don't know. Maybe they were lying. I don't know. I haven't seen his sales. I don't care. I know Eminem's the bigger of the two artists. It's not even close. It's not even debatable. And it's honestly disrespectful to how good Eminem is. Here's another way. Here's another good way to put it. Here's another good way to show you for sure that Eminem is far and away greater than MGK will ever be. When Eminem's first album came out, you stopped in your tracks and went, oh God, things are going to be different. That was like Nirvana coming out. It was like Nine Inch Nails coming out. When you heard it, you were like, oh, again, there's another one. Greatness, Nine Inch Nails, first record. You don't wait. Greatness doesn't make you wait. Greatness just gives it to you. Right? 
But when Eminem's first album came out, you were like, oh my God, what is that? MGK records come out and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, another MGK record. Eh, yeah, another one of these rappers. That's what you do. Dude, Eminem's was a movement. Like that thing was massive, massive. And MGK can't replicate that. I don't care who you, I don't care what you tell me. He can't. He cannot do it. So what is Eminem punching down for? That's what I can't figure out. Now, the other big story is Josh Gordon. Now, something happened with Josh Gordon again the other day at the facility. I, of course, know what it is, but I'm not telling you because last time I did that, everybody got really, really angry. So I'm not telling you. But now the story is he's been traded. We sent him to the Patriots for a fifth-round pick. Now, here's the thing. If Josh doesn't hit the field for 10 games, we have to give them something back. Meaning what? Meaning you got hustled yesterday. Meaning your organization, everybody told me, is good. We're turned around. Everything's going to be better. Seven wins. All this stuff. No, you're back to being a joke and a dumpster fire yesterday. You got fleeced. Fleeced. I don't know if Josh Gordon's ever going to play ever again, but that's Antonio Brown-style talent you got. And another team's going to take the risk on him, dude. And we got nothing. Nothing. And more so, don't ever tell me again how a football player can't take steroids ever again because your kids watch the goddamn game. Um, enough with the enough with their role models. Enough. Really? These are role models? You act like Josh Gordon does? Act any way you want for three seasons and then you get to go from a dumpster fire to heaven? You act any which way you want and you get rewarded? Quit telling me these guys can't take steroids because your kids watch them play. Look at the role model your kid just got yesterday. Act any which way you want. It'll all work out. It's not even about smoking weed. You're right. I mean, that was six years of just blatantly disregarding rules and getting rewarded for it. So very good point there. I will. I will I, you go from 0-16, a team 0-16 last year, to a team that was in the Super Bowl. Should have won it. Had Could have won it. So uh, the from the perspective of the Patriots, sure. obviously a fifth-round draft pick is 100% worth the possibility of Josh Gordon. Just to roll that dice, 100% worth it. I am a little – I'm scratching my head a little bit on this one, though, and it's not because I doubt Josh Gordon's talent. I just doubt the ability for Josh Gordon to – Make it in the Patriot way. You know what I'm saying? If you couldn't make it in the Cleveland Browns way, if you couldn't keep your nose out of trouble and you couldn't keep your ducks in a row in Berea, how on earth are you going to do that under Bill Belichick's tutelage? I don't, I, I just, that's, if, and I think Although Bill, people said that about Randy. Bill Simmons said the same thing. I, I, I see a difference between Randy Moss and Josh Gordon. What is that difference? Because Randy was a troublemaker, but not, was able to stay out on the field. You know what I mean? Josh Gordon doesn't go out on the field. There's the difference. Is okay. That- Did now is I'm asking. I'm I'm not on you. I'm asking. Is there a little bit difference in the era there where we know more now, even than when Randy was playing, and so that it's harder? I don't know because dude, Randy was kind of a headache. Uh, no doubt, and I mean, there's there's been headaches that you can take on, but a headache is different than somebody who is not going to be there. Okay, and, 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 and right. that's and I think Bill Simmons said it yesterday. You might as well just light that money on fire because Josh Gordon will not be able to do it the Patriot way. Just will not be able to do it. So that's I'm not surprised that somebody made the move. I am surprised that it was, it the was, that it was New England. I'm not surprised because of the need. But yes, that argument's not the worst one I've heard. Although. I don't think the Patriot way is what the Patriot way used to be anymore. 
You notice that now? Like, dude, Tom's trainer's on the plane now. He's at the practices. Multiple guys are going to Alex Guerrero now. Guys are speaking out more now in New England. Dude, Meek Mill was at practice the other day, which is very unlike New England. I think the New England way might be a, might be evolving just a tad to make Tom happy. You, uh, you could be spot on with that, and whether you want to say evolving or declining, I guess is a debatable point. But when it comes down to it, that Patriot way still far and ahead of anything Josh Gordon has experienced in his career, whether it's coming from college or whether it's coming from Cleveland. If you're Jamie Collins, how mad you are today? Right. How mad are you? Because, dude, that guy got cut from up there because he was talking about how he likes to play video games more than watch game tape. And, dude, now he's here in this miserable experience. Josh Gordon didn't play 43 out of 48 games, and they ship him to heaven? Oh, and so much for they will never trade him in the AFC because we're smarter than that now. I mean, so much for that. I mean, right? Guys, I told you before the season started, dude. I was watching Hard Knocks. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. They're still a mess. I remember. Remember I said, second episode of Hard Knocks, I came in here and said, oh, my God, dude, they're still a mess. They're still a complete and utter mess. And everybody got on me. It was like, you're crazy. And I was like, no, 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 dude. You're just not watching close enough. Aside from, I guess, what the return was here, do you agree with the concept of getting Josh Gordon off the team? If you're running the Cleveland Browns as constructed today, do it's you want so Josh tough. Gordon on or off? It's so tough, dude. I, as a matter of fact, this is this is crazy, but this is the thing that kept me up all night last night because I knew this is the question Fantone was going to ask me. And it kept me up all night last night because it's tough. Because I see the argument. I can already hear the argument on Twitter. You invested this much time into him. You might as well just see it out, right? Okay. There's okay. an argument there. But I've also invested a ton of other time into 52 other guys, bro. And if I don't get them on track, and if I don't make them feel like, dude, we're going to do this the right way, then I lose all them. And, and, and I don't know how much of this really goes into things, but you hear about it a lot on shows, so it must be something because a lot of ex-players talk about it. But I got a young Antonio Callaway in there now with a marijuana problem, with at least some histories of a marijuana problem. Right? And, dude, so what I got to send the message to Callaway is, dude, you're not even as good as that dude, and look at what we did. So you better be on your best behavior or we're throwing you out. I think it does send a message. When you want to build a culture, mentorships play a huge part of it. And Josh Gordon standing there, what should be somebody who has a lot of NFL experience who really doesn't, but, like, yeah, you you can't have him around somebody else with a problem. I mean, I think we all know that. That friend that enables you, that person in your life, whether it was a coworker. Or whatever who kind of brought something out of you where it was like oh damn dude I didn't even know that was there um, but as far as the investment of like well it's been six years and look at how much they've put into it that entire six years Josh Gordon played like six games so it's not like it's not the same thing as a relationship where it's like oh well now we have kids and now we have this you know a house together and now we have all these different things dude you've been playing these football games without him so there hasn't been a huge investment of time sure but like what is time worth nothing we're talking about actually Actual NFL minutes, you've invested minimal into this guy. So I, 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 I disagree with that premise, and I 100% support the Browns. Insane. Adios, Josh Gordon. So I guess we get the five no matter what. If he doesn't play, we send a seven back. Seven back, yeah. All right, I mean, what's a seventh-round pick? I mean, dude, most first-round picks bust out. I think it's something like, like something like 40% of first-round picks bust out. So a seventh-round, yeah. But we're not getting much back. And he's a, I think he's better talent-wise than that. But I think you had to let him go. I, I do. At some point, man, it's like a relationship. It's like, are you going to say that about your wife? 
or your husband? Well, we got two kids, and I mean, I put 10 years into it, but I mean, getting punched in the face every night, I guess, isn't that bad. I put a lot of time into this already. It's like, no, dude, if you're getting punched in the face, you got to get out of that relationship. You got to move. You got to go. I, I don't know. I mean, I just, again, guys, I said it yesterday when I looked at the schedule. Everybody wants to tell me, seven wins, Sansbury. You're so negative. And it's like, I pulled the schedule out. Well, show me, though. Show me. And again, I'm not saying this will happen, but if, if your boy Sam Darnold rolls into town Thursday night, throws three touchdown passes, you lost this locker room forever because they're going to look around and go, oh my God, we screwed it up. I would assume they're already looking around saying that. Wow. Right? I mean, and I'm not just saying from a Baker's perspective, nah, I'm just I, saying. I think maybe today, because you and I don't know everything that's going on with Josh Gordon in that locker room, I think Jarvis Landry's going to have that team pumped up about the fact that, you know what? Dude, look at that distraction. Everybody, what everybody want to talk about? What everybody and dude, the guy can't even get on the goddamn field. Showed up at the facility, by the way. Mary Kay Cabot reported it, not me, not himself. Which is corporate culture language for he was wasted on something. Obviously, wasn't himself. What does that mean? It means he showed up inebriated on something. Of course, that's what he meant. Would he show up as a white dude? Do we go Michael Jackson? No. He showed up not like himself, meaning he was on a substance, which is what we've all been suspicious of the entire offseason. And sure enough, here we are. I told you before the season starts, they're 4-12 and at best. At best. It's still a mess. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106 now. Hello, everybody. You're looking live at Fansville, a college football utopia. Where the rivers flow with ice-cold Dr. Pepper. Delicious. Where the yards are lined with chalk and the homes are filled with framed photos of your head coach. Above the mantle. A place where you can wear a jersey to a job interview. Bold move. And you get that job because the boss was wearing the same jersey. Touchdown. Where the coolers are filled with Dr. Pepper. And so are the fridges, glove compartments, and pretty much any place you can think of. So much Dr. Pepper. Get a taste of Fansville this fall during a college football game near you. Dr. Pepper, the official drink of Fansville. Grab some today. Some game day cravings can't be denied. Stock up on your favorite Dr. Pepper products today at your neighborhood Giant Eagle. Hashtag official drink of fans. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Through 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I cannot wait for 9 o'clock. New Tour Tuesday, new Eminem, new Carrie Underwood, new Jonathan Davis. I can't wait because I want to get back into this Eminem conversation because I keep arguing with this kid who's all about 22 years old on Twitter. He's like, it's about one track versus one track, man. No, you dumb idiot. It's about career versus career. But your generation's too lazy and doesn't have enough attention span to realize that. It's not about track versus tracks. It's career versus career. And who's got the better career? Eminem. Not even close. Good God. Man, dude, that social media break was awesome, and that's exactly why. Because 22-year-olds are brutal via Twitter. Because they just don't have anything better to do. So it's just like, I'm just going to keep saying it. Track versus track. Track versus track. Oh, my God, dude. just Can't you just be jobless and Bolivar and leave me alone about it? Good God. He's now telling me, you're turning into Mo. Am I fat, unemployed, wearing a He-Man tank top? I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think so. That's the last time I saw Mo. That's the way that was. That's the way that was looking. Yikes! Fantone just told me that on Thursday it will be 635 days since the Browns have won a game. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Uh, wow! 
Wow. People keep telling you're a little negative. They only lost one game. No, they lost both. They lost both. Fantone's got the best math on this ever. Why, dude, why should I not look at the first week tie against the Steelers as a win? You get the best math on this. Well, I, I think the, 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 the real difference here is that you look at how the Pittsburgh fan base reacted to it as that's a loss versus how the Browns fan base reacted to it that's a win. Lose. You have to understand where that fundamental difference is and how much, how much volume it speaks about both organizations here's there. A, here's another good one. We just had another tie on Sunday. Nobody in Minnesota or Green Bay is talking about how they won that game. They're going to talk about how well, maybe a flag here, maybe screwed it. We would have won that game. None, neither one of those fan bases feel like they won on Sunday. This is the only fan base that ties and feels like you won. That's how pathetic we are. That's how pathetic we are. And that's terrible. I just want to. I just want to. I just want to poke a hole in the in the ship of uh, people who are saying like, well, you know, if the Browns just had a better kicker, we'd be two and zero right now. Oh my god! Well, if the Browns had a better quarterback and a better wide receiver, and I had a hundred million dollars, the whole world would be a better place. But none of those things are true, so it really doesn't matter. Like, I don't understand that thought of like, well, dude, if the Browns just had a better, yeah, if they just had a better team, they would be a lot better. Do things would be a lot better, but they don't have any of it, so it doesn't matter. I if I just had better lottery numbers, yeah, <laughs> man, if I just if I just had a better salary. If, well, if, you if, I, if I just if I just had that, if I just had that, I mean, dude, that's the the gymnastics people will do in their minds. Like this guy's telling me, going back to Eminem here, that people are now claiming MGK won because the beat was better on the diss track. It's like, oh my god, dude! Like this is <sighs> what have I always said? That dude, Aaron Sorkin said it best about social media. That everybody should have their voice, I guess. But giving everybody a microphone was really, really dumb. <laughs> it really was. It was really, really dumb. And just because you disagree with me, if you want to now call me other other broadcasters' names, who, by the way, the guy isn't a broadcaster. By the way, why is that? Why is that? It's because I beat Bo so badly, the radio station couldn't figure. They were like, well, dude, we can't continue to pay to lose this badly. You got to go. So you can you can refer to me, him, as all you want. But where are you right now? What are you listening to right now? You are angry at me still hanging, not, not all of you, but this one particular guy is very angry at me and he's still hanging off my every word. Remember during the last Josh Gordon saga when you were tweeting out telling everybody how you were never going to listen ever again, Bolt? And where are you now? Where are you, Bolt? You're right here. Where your little punk ass should be. Right where I tell you to be every single day. Stop tweeting at me, dude. I'm a really about to put you on the block list, dude, and I don't even care. I don't even care because you haven't said anything intelligent in three months, and I'm waiting. Like I'm waiting on a good MGK record. I'm still waiting. Learn how to be alone. Next on The Stansbury Show. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Our audience has, has dropped by a member. I don't know how we'll ever recover, Fantone. I don't know how we're ever going to recover. The butthurt are coming out strong with all their favorites. Never listen ever again. Your show's not that good anyway. Even though I hung on every word you said for you know, the last four years, you were never good. So predictable, millennial. Keep on that keyboard, bitch. Keep on that keyboard. Now we're going to teach you how to be alone. And I think a lot of people probably struggle with this. I'm not one of them. I, like, I kind of like being alone. As a matter of fact, I'm starting to worry about this a little bit now, right now as I'm entering into a... Uh, 
I'm going to call it a relationship. I don't know why we're being hesitant on it, but we have been thus far. But that's where we're headed. And if I'm being honest, there's a little bit of me that's like, oh, God, dude, a lot of this alone time that I like so much is going to go away. I like, dude, that's what relationships are. It's about compromising your time and, you know what I mean, and, and the things and, like, you know, working somebody else into your life. That's what it's all about. Otherwise, why do it? So I'm, like, starting to worry about that right now. Although I might not have to worry all that much, dude. Got myself in trouble with the radio program yesterday. Had the first official, like, she heard this, didn't like Shocker. it, here they come. And I said, I was like, I was like, and so it starts. But she heard me talking about how she likes ghetto wine because she likes Moscato. She's like, I'm not ghetto. And I said, I know. I must have said it a thousand times, honey, that you're not this girl, but it is kind of like the calling card of a ghetto chick thinking she's being classy when she's drinking Moscato. It is. It's just, it's one of them jokes. And she just was not having it. Like, she was just not having it. I'm just a girl from the South Side trying to make a difference. Like, she was just, Jesus it. Lord. No, she went to all kinds of stuff, dude. Hey, what you drink is 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 fodder for, for humor. For it sure it it's is. It's okay. That's all I, right. Then I ran her down the list of other things that happened over our weekend that I didn't come in here and talk about. She was like, oh, okay. Like, once I then, I was like, hey, I was like, I, I was like, I banked all these stories until you actually like me and then I could tell them down the road. You know, and she was like, all right, well, that was probably smart. But I do, again, like, I think this is good. It's going to be a problem for me. And I could see this chick eventually being like, you know what? If that's what I got to deal with every morning, I'm pulling up and pulling out. Very frequently a problem when it comes to people who get into relationships in this in this line of work. Is Everybody that, thinks it's fun until it's them. Right, yeah. Is that like it's a lot of fun and with the good stuff, but then comes the bad stuff and it can be a lot. So right. I, I wouldn't be shocked to find that out. Now, well, this guy's writing this whole thing about how to be alone and the difference between loneliness and solitude. And there is a difference. Loneliness, though, it's become a little bit of a dirty word, okay? It's got a little bit of a stigma in it, okay? No one wants to admit feeling it, although you should, because the more open you are about that, the, the, the faster you will then correct said problem, okay? Scientists have diagnosed loneliness epidemics as an infectious disease. He said, We're he- we fear hearing the word spoken out loud and, 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 and fear that you'll catch it. You know what I mean? He said, but there's a difference between solitude and loneliness, we use these two interchangeable words, and he's right about that. Like, we've conflated, we conflate things a lot. Yeah. Where, where words kind of just mean multiple things now versus what they actually mean. But loneliness, I would feel, I'm just going to tell you how I feel about it, comes from a place of despair. Like, I want to fix this. I want to change this. Where solitude is, now it's not Superman, it's like Fortress, but it's like, you know what? I'm alone right now, but I'm okay with it. This is a choice that I'm making, and I'm trying to, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to spend some time with me right now. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between recharging the batteries and just kind of like floundering out there in obscurity by yourself. Exactly right. Exactly right. So now they talk about how really that we're more connected than ever before. Because of social media and, you know, you know, the Internet and all these things that, that you're connected to people, but actually less. You're more connected, but less. But the interactions mean less to you. Yeah, I, I, I understand that, that obviously the interaction you have online is not going to be the same thing as having a conversation, especially with somebody that you care about or somebody that you have a relationship with or something like that. But like, I guess to me, I think there's always been lonely people who are going to be isolated, who are going to be hermits outside of, you know, I have to go to work every day, then I come home and I'm by myself, and, and there's that has always existed. I wonder if in 1973, that loneliness of like, dude, I can't reach anyone. I'm just sitting in here by myself. 
I wonder uh, how does that balance out with at least you have an online community of someone who feels something for you. I think, honestly, in 1973, you probably spent less time thinking about it because I think you probably thought that was more normal than not and that nobody else is doing these things than you're not and that we've sold people on the unless you're surrounded by a thousand people that love you that your life kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, the concepts of happiness have obviously evolved within the last 20 years and, 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 like beyond, else. and beyond that. Yeah, I mean, what we kind of expect out of life, I think, I think is going to, to change. But I still think that at the end of the day, that person, that lonely person who kind of leans into it as opposed to tries to get themselves out of it, I just wonder, I just wonder how the digital revolution kind of changed that for you because is it better for you to just sit there in your apartment by yourself thinking there's nobody or is it better for you to have that empty and not empty but that more hollow relationship online i think it's better to be alone i i really do look what most people spend their their online time arguing you spend it arguing politics or like you know or dish tracks like we've been doing all more this is what the internet does it doesn't bring anybody no yes some people and sure it's nice for grandma to be able to see the pictures from three states away i get all that all right, so it's not like the, the things are all bad, but I think more often than not, the interactions we welcome into our lives via these platforms are ultimately unhealthy for you, and that ultimately are making you feel. I think it's why the rise in teenage suicide is the way it is. I, and people t- t- want to tell me I'm crazy. Maybe I am. I obviously have not been trained in these matters. Okay, I don't have a psych degree, so like I don't know I'm right. But I'm a pretty intelligent person, and I can kind of look around, and I can kind of be like, well, and dude, I'm already addicted to this stuff again. I took my, the entire week we were gone, I took all social media platforms off my phone. Slept better, felt better, and now it's been a week, and already, dude, I'm not sleeping well. I'm back to not feeling great. I'm back to feeling negative again. It's just, dude, it's, that's how fast it happens. It's not good for you. No, I mean, I definitely think there's negative, there's negative consequence to it. Um, it, it. To me, it's just, well, if I have to balance that out with that feeling of loneliness, I guess I'm not surprised people will introduce that where it's like at least somebody's paying attention to me via this. At least somebody wants, whether it's they want to know what I have to say to argue with me or to support me or whatever, some attention better than no attention. You have, you've seen that movie Heat, right? With De Niro, yeah, Pacino? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, like, one of the lines I always used from that movie when people would talk to me, because, again, I've been single a long, long time now. And, or, you know what I mean? Or who knows what I am right now. But, like, up until that point, I had been single a long, long time. And people would always say to me, aren't you lonely? And I always would say, nah, like, De Niro says in heat, I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. That at the end of the day, like, I, dude, I'm really, I do all right on my own. Now, I get bored. I do get bored. But boredom's Okay. It's okay because I think it drives you to look inward on why you're bored. And it's like, well, why am I doing this? Why am I not doing something? As a matter of fact, dude, I got bored yesterday. You know what happened? I went to the gym. Well, yeah, boredom should be a motivator of growth. There's no question about that. Right. If you're bored and you do nothing about it, that's where it's a problem. Um, uh, Yeah. and I, I, Dude, I agree with you 100% that people can be alone without necessarily being lonely. But I think a lot of people have a hard time with that because they haven't necessarily learned how to do it. I think you probably are different than most people in the sense of you've been a single man for the entire existence of your life where it's like we talk about this in the past where like most men go from their mom's house maybe to college to the wife's house house. you know what i'm saying and there's that four years of whatever where they're like okay well i'm living in the dorm and whatever and it's like that's 
uh, yeah, you're on your own, but like, and then all of a sudden you've got your wife taking care of you. And when she divorces you 15 years later, and now you're in that one bedroom apartment, and now you're sitting there, you know, sleeping on an air mattress, like, how do I deal alone now? And that loneliness strikes you. It's easier for you and I to deal with that air mattress night because I, you, we've both been through it for our 20s. We've been through it through our 30s. But I think most people who, who have lived, I don't want to say an average life, but like I said, like a little bit more traditional. Traditional is the word. You're, you're, you're looking at, you're looking at a much different when 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 you're 43 laying there by yourself, it's much different than when he's 43 laying there by yeah, himself. Yeah, you know what? You're right about this because I got the exact opposite problem going on now, and will continue to have the exact opposite problem. And I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Like I've been 25 for 20 years now. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's that's my problem. Is I have I've been 25 for 20 years, and so. Part of this is now, like, I have spent so much time. What do I always say in here? I come and go as I please. I do what I want. I do, you know what I mean? So now I've done, I've spent my entire life doing whatever will make Daniel John Sands very happy in the moment. Like, that's what I've done. And so now all of a sudden, dude, deep into life, I'm like going to pull the handbrake, do a 180 on the freeway and be like, nope, let's grab this chick who's got two kids and try to figure this out. And so like, there's a little bit of me that is going to struggle from like, man, being alone, being able to do what I want, when I want, whenever I want, spend the money however I want. It's like, I'm already starting to think it's like, God, all that's going to have to change for this in order to end successfully. Which Louis C.K. says no relationship ends successfully. You either break up or you die. That's <laughs> so, two options. There. So those are the only two you got. So I guess maybe I shouldn't be planning that much for the success there. I'm all for hunting. You want to go out in the woods? You want to take a bow and arrow, shotgun, whatever it is? You want to shoot animals? I'm all for it. But if you then can't kill that animal, you don't get to be vindictive on it. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream cut. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. Eminem's, uh, well, I guess MGK uh, diss track, Kill Shot, Carrie Underwood's Drinking Alone, and Jonathan Davis's Basic Needs. Okay. All part of that. All right. Jonathan Davis making an appearance. Now, see, this is where this where music gets a little tricky because, you know, you'd be like, dude, just put out corn. But it's like, isn't Jonathan Davis corn? Like, I mean, right? Like, if you went and saw corn, they could re- even Fieldy, right? They could replace. I know Fieldy probably does a lot in the studio. I do. I know he probably writes a lot in this and that. I'm saying live performance corn. Like, they could replace Fielding, you'd be all right with it, right? It's J- Jonathan Davis is corn. Well, I think like any other front man, at the end of the day, you're the one who can go out essentially and, and tour the catalog with a new group of guys. There's, I Dude, I always have rolled my eyes at like, you know, Guns N' Roses with Miles Kennedy. And it's like, well, that's not Guns N' Roses at all. Like, well, the one band, and again, you hate them, is Journey. I, uh, I mean, that band's got a new lead singer, and they're still damn good. Well, and not even a question of can you be good or not. I don't view it as seeing the band. I view going and seeing Steve Perry as more... Or, 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 so Allison Chains. Uh, you've got a long enough track record at this point. Like I said, it's not necessarily that that you can't reinvent yourself. It's just going to be a lot harder to do, I guess. Like, the front man's the guy. Like, yeah, I know it is. That's... It's harder to do. Van Halen kind of had some success, obviously, with uh, Sammy Hager. We'll be passing those tickets out uh, a little while later in the program. 1-800-243-7625. Around 8.30, we'll pass those Sammy tickets out. He's playing October 17th, Hard Rock. All right, I saw this, and um, I'll be honest with you. I I don't have every bit of information on it. It's just an overall, like, kind of how I feel about this in general is what I wanted to kind of discuss here. Okay. 
And so let me tell you what the headline says. Two two grizzlies killed by a Wyoming wildlife officials after a hunting guide has been fatally mauled. Now, I want to know, I, I want everybody to know what my stance on all of this stuff is. Okay. If you would like to go into the woods, take a weapon of some sort and kill an animal, go with God. I'm fine with it. If you want to go to Africa and trophy hunt, go with God. I'm okay with it. Now, I'm an animal person. I don't want you hacking up my neighbor's dog. Okay? And people are going to be like, well, what's the difference? Again, there's hypocrisy in life, bro, and I don't know where it is. And that's where my hypocrisy is. If you want to hunt, hunt. I don't care. Now, I don't want you shooting my dog. That's different. It's like, you know, they, you know, PETA puts that. I don't know if it's PETA, but somebody, some animal rights group will always put that billboard up. Where do you draw the line on which one of these you eat? Right at the cow, bitch. That's where we all draw that line. Right where that cow goes. That's where that line goes. Right there. So what happened here now is, is that this wildlife official, I'm sorry, a hunting guide, had been mauled to death. And so now they, like, made sure they went and got these grizzlies and, like, took them out. And I know you're thinking, well, that's a good thing. No, no, no. If you go up there... This is how I feel about it. If you want to go up there and you want to try to kill wildlife, go with God, bro. Do it. Take the bow. Take the arrows. Do whatever you got to do. Get your Cameron Haynes on. Keep hammering. Do whatever. Get your Cameron Haynes on, bro. I'm cool with it. But if you go up there and then get mauled to death by something, dude, this thing didn't, dude, they didn't like swipe you from the seventh aisle at Walmart. You went up into this thing's environment and it got you. Yeah, I guess you have a point of like, okay, the bear comes into town and, and you know attacks a kindergarten class. That yes, we need to bring the bear down immediately. Mom, you kill the bear. But you go into the bear's environment, and at that point, it's at, dude, at, that's a scoreboard. At its core, yeah, it should <laughs> be man versus beast. At that point, you're signing up for it too. Like you're willingly going into that environment. They'll even hunters will even sell you on how they have to go do it because they're dangerous animals. So you know the thing's dangerous. And it's not... You're also a hunting guide. You're not just some chick who went for a run. Now, is this... Is this... Was was this he shot at the bear, didn't kill the bear, the bear came and, and ate him? Or was this he's a hunting guide, they're in their tent? You know what I mean? Like, I, it, Okay, it, I'm starting to look into this. Okay. If I have this right, they were just on a... Like a, like a hunting guide. Like he was trying to show people where to hunt and a bear like just killed him. But, dude, you're going out there for this. You're There's the, the potential. Th- like, okay, the hunting guide, right? Let's say this is Wyoming. I don't know if you've ever been. I have. All right? But I'm guessing now that if I call a hunting guide in Wyoming and I say, yo, dude, I want to go bear hunting. I don't just get to show up in my, like, camo that day, gun in hand. Okay, Should. everybody here? Let's America. do hand counts off to the woods. No, I'm signing paperwork that says that bear might eat you and you cannot sue us for that. Yeah, I'm sure legally the company he's working for is fine, but in like the no, it, I, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like, dude, you knew what the dangers are. You can't pass me papers that I have to sign telling me how dangerous it is, and then go out there and be like, "Well, I didn't know." Do I? Okay, let's say I'm a nature enthusiast. I go out on a hike in bear country. I'm not attacking the bear, but the bear comes and eats me. Do you kill the bear at that point? I don't, dude. You're in its environment. Okay, so if you're in the woods, dude, it's all bets off. Dude, you go to Yellowstone, dude. <laughs> I'm just telling you. It's a beautiful piece of land. I loved it when I went. 
But if something yanks Yalbra over the goddamn guardrail, I mean, dude, what are you going to do? Now, if they see the bear attacking you, should they in- yes. intervene? But if you're already dead, should they go and hunt the bear? No, it doesn't yeah. matter because they're going to be hunting the bears anyway. So it's, I, I, that's why another reason I was like, well, I mean, at the end of the day, Dan, this whole thing happened because they were hunting the bears anyway. So it's like, it's not really about them being, but it is a little bit about them being vindictive. And so it's like, that's what I don't love about it. It's like, I'm all for you going out there trying to kill the bear, but if the bear gets you, that's fair game. Yeah, if you're putting like a, a, a crack squad of commandos together and throwing them in a van to go get this bear, that might be a bit of a problem. But what if it's like a revenge story? Like, so this bear kills your dad. Now is it like, is it is it taboo for you to go out there and try to kill that bear? Like, I don't know. I feel like that's the ultimate, like this should be a movie. I, I mean, okay, yes. If it's if it's my father's son <laughs> so out there in the so woods, it's, if you have a relationship, an, an avengeable relationship here, where it's like that somebody important to you, now you can go out bears. All I'm bears. saying is, is that this is now making me feel like, oh well, well we better make sure we go get these two grizzlies because they're extra special, angry, and it's right. like, no, dude, we went up there literally poking the goddamn bear. Well, is there is there is there truth to like the you know well once it kills a human it's got that it's got that bloodlust in it now and now it's going to be less afraid of humans now it's going to be like trying to kill you know don't just ask me if there's scouts. truth in that like i'm just gonna have it and if i don't that means you're right what kind of way what kind of way was that to back me into a position i don't know you almost got me too i was like yeah baby oh i have no idea if that's right like when i lived in southern oregon like all right so when i lived there right they have these big, huge, I don't know if they're ceramic, whatever, but it's like, you know how we have like, you know, rubber ducks made out of like silver discs? Okay. They have bears okay. everywhere in Grants Pass. And I kept saying, I'm like, dude, what are all these bears about? They said, dude, look around you. You don't realize all these mountains, all these trees that there's... I said, what? And they're like, dude, just wait. If you're here long enough, you'll just see a bear just walking down Main Street. I was like, wait, what? And so sure enough, I was in there eating, dude, I was in a diner called the Goldhorn. And I was just sitting there cutting up my country fried steak. And I look out on the street, and sure enough, a grizzly bear is just walking down the street. Nobody freaking out. Nobody. And I was like, well, but are we Are we not? And they were like, nah, dude. Like, they'll call. Like, Game and Wildlife will come out, and they'll corral them, and they'll just. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, dude, they'll shoot it with a dart, but they're not going to kill it. Like, they're just going to take it back to the woods and, like, let it go. Then one night, dude, I was walking out of my bar. I was on, like, some side street in the middle of nowhere. And like a mountain lion was just like in the road as I was getting in my truck. Like I had the bank bag and I was like, I was worried about meth heads. And I was like, wait, <laughs> dude, I got to fight mountain I got to fight mountain lions for the bank deposit. This place is crazy. But if you want to hunt, I'm all for it. But if you yeah. go up into that thing's environment and then that environment takes you out, sucks to be you, dude. You know where that never happens? My couch is where that will never happen. More Stansbury show. And one of the biggest online dupes I've ever seen. Next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9, 8.30. We'll pass out those uh, Sammy Hagar tickets. He's playing uh, Hard Rock Roxino October 17th. We'll get you in. I want to go to that. I like Sammy a lot. Can't believe October shows are already like, yeah, that's coming up. Like October shows, dude. Dude, before you know it. It'll be like haunted house season, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, there's already spots on the air. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to like procure tickets to all that stuff. She's got kids, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna go, but it's like, here, you, you three go, and, you know what I mean, and, and enjoy that. Like, 
I gotta, but yeah, like I started, I started thinking about that. I was like, oh my God, this time of year where I normally just kind of like autopilot it, like I'm going to have to pay attention to some stuff. I'm going to have to be doing things. And I kind of want to go to the haunted houses. Remember I was talking about it like previously. You can't just be my agent, go by yourself. Doesn't you look cannot. good. You cannot. Doesn't look good. I'm sure we can make it happen for you, buddy. Doesn't look good. So I'm being told now this story we were talking about this bear that yeah. like that killed this hunting guide. Yeah. I guess what happened was is they, these hunting guides went up there to to like they were elk hunting, not bear hunting. Okay. So they shot an elk, couldn't find it. Next morning they're out there field dressing it, like kind of preparing it and that whole thing before you know you yank it out of the woods. And that's when the bear came up and like you know took care of its business. Now, okay, I guess you, now I know they're gonna go do what they're gonna do and like go find the bear and do it. All right. So I'm not saying in here going, dude, no, this is my opinion. Somebody stop this from happening. No. But to me still, my dad was a hunter. And I used to tell my mom all the time, you know, if that idiot falls out of that tree and something eats him, we can't get pissed. Right. <laughs> like that's I mean, dude, it, like that would have never happened. That would have never happened here. The only, I guess the difference is, is if you're willingly throwing yourself into the situation, if the bear is coming into civilized society, if the bear is coming into your town, if it is coming into an area like that, I guess you have a little bit of grounds, but you're right in the woods, you're putting yourself in that situation. And whether that's being a jogger, you know, running the path, whether that's being a hunter, whatever it is that you're doing, you're putting yourself in that situation, not necessarily fair to the bear. To 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 do. I mean, he's doing what bear things. What bears do. He's doing bear things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. Like, dude, these. That, there's no simpler way to say it. He's doing bear things, and a bear's gonna bear. I mean, that's the way it's gonna go down, right? Like, you can't. It's not like you're gonna get up there, and now it's you know like gorillas in the mist, and you're just gonna sit Indian style and like calm the thing down. No, it's gonna chew you up. That is something, dude. Hunting what can kill you. Like, at this point... That's man's business. At that point, there is something to be like, damn, dude, that's pretty impressive right there. Like, end of the day, dude, I don't care. Go hunt whatever you want to. Yeah, I don't care at all. The, the only the only thing I'll say is endangered species. I can understand why. I get why we do that. I don't care about exotic species. There's a bajillion giraffes, dude. Go kill a giraffe. I don't care about that. <laughs> whatever. I eat meat. Yeah, what, I am I supposed, dude, what am I supposed dude, to care about a giraffe? stuff that thing. Put it in your living room. Whatever. Don't that's care. You, that's right. your decision. <laughs> don't but care. I, I understand the argument of like endangered animals why you can't hunt those i get that and i'm okay with that um but hunting something that has the ability to kill you like go hunt a deer fine there's coolness to that but like a bear or like a mountain lion or something with the abilities to rip your throat out that's 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 i don't know there's uh, there's something to be celebrated something lost in today's society see dude i never felt less like a man ever this is a true story i never felt less like a man than this so when I was in Southern Oregon, I, dating's too far, but I had spent some time with this woman. She was a badass, dude. Rode a Harley. She, you know, fished. She hunts. She's a, dude, she's a country girl. It's just who she is, right? And she went, while I was there, she went bear hunting. And dude sent me pictures from the woods of a bear. She sh- she's standing on top of it. And then next thing you know, she's got it like around it, like, like you know, got giving it like, like the, like, like the noogie, like giving it that. She, she killed a bear. And I remember thinking to myself, do you have any idea how good you have to be in bed to impress a chick that can <laughs> snuff the life out of a bear? You're never going to be able to hold on to this chick. Like, dude, you get, what? You think those mechanical bulls and bars are hard? Try holding on to that <laughs> chick. That was impossible. I never felt less like a man ever in my entire life than that. 
I would like to hunt, but I'm worried, dude, when the bear comes around the corner, I drop the bow and I run the other way. Hey, I run the other way. Once again, dude, you ain't hunting. Dude, you going to spend eight hours in there silently, just waiting, just waiting for your opportunity. Dude, you ain't going hunting. Just munching on Cheetos, <laughs> like, wonder, dude, wondering like, why <laughs> nothing's coming anywhere near me just as I'm doing that. Nah, I think target thing's going to be... Uh, so I'm pretty sure I want to get into long-distance target shooting, like sniper rifle type stuff. I'm pretty sure I want to get into that. pretty sure my buddy Greg can get me involved in that. I, uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to find that out. And my buddy Dale is like, dude, I kind of want to teach you how to like shoot a bow. He's like, dude, we'll just go to like places. We'll, we'll just do target stuff. He's like, you don't have to go because you're right, dude. Me in the woods, six hours, not happening. You know, pour another animal pee on me to not like, happening. nah, dude, that's not going down. I'm not. I'm gonna end up streaming the game on my phone. That whole thing. Everybody's gonna be miserable. Fishing, I can maybe get into. Camping, that kind of thing, I'd be all right. But like being in, yeah, just sitting in a tree for six hours just sounds miserable to me. I don't know how those guys do it. All right, Josh Gordon screwed over the entire city. And, uh, well, that's next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Still to come is New Tour Tuesday, 9 o'clock. Eminem, Carrie Underwood, Jonathan Davis, all part of that. Eminem's this up-and-coming rapper. I don't know if anybody knows. I mean, the way everybody's been talking about it, MGK is the star and Eminem's some bum. <laughs> But this is, again, dude, this country loves trashing greatness. I remember when, during the last election cycle, Madonna had said something. And people were like, oh, well, Madonna, like, who's she? Sucks. I was like, who's Madonna? Like, Madonna, and I always say this, Madonna was famous when being famous mattered. When you had to, like, really have it. Like, retweets weren't going to do it. Like, you had to have it. And Madonna had it. Like, trying to pretend Madonna wasn't a star because she said something you didn't like, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Trying to pretend that Eminem's not a star because he, I don't know, is beefing with a, with a rapper who can't chart five albums in? I, I guess. I mean, I guess. Whatever. So we'll take a listen to Eminem stuff. It's coming up 9 o'clock. The big story, uh, well, the other big story of the day, for those of you that weren't with us to start the show out this morning, shame on you, first of all, but second... Josh Gordon, no longer a Cleveland Brown, pretty much uh, had seen this one coming down the road for a while. Uh, feel like we were feel like we were headed here. Um, uh, the report was the other day. Uh, it showed up to the facility was not himself, knowing corporate culture the way I do. Not himself is is code for we believe he was under the influence of something. We're not going to speculate what it was, so we'll say he was not himself. And that's corporate culture. If, like I said it the other day, if my boss came in here and told you, um, sorry, the Sansbury show's not going to be on today because Sansbury showed up and he was not himself, that you know that's my boss telling you, yeah, dude showed up at a Coke bender, dude, probably going to have to move off of Sansbury. That's exactly what you were going to think because that's what it means. So something was going on. So they then trade Josh Gordon to the New England Patriots. They get like a fifth round pick back for it. If Josh doesn't play 10 games or something, we send them a seventh or whatever. Now, fifth round picks don't mean much. I think it's something like 38% of first round picks wash out. I like how 
I like how the Browns have to give something back if Josh Gordon doesn't play. That's like you you buy a car and from wherever. I mean, like, all right, so you you buy this high end sports car, okay. but it's from the as is lot. You know what I mean? The, then it's they, as is. right, and it's like, well, dude, you make this trade, but you put more terms and conditions of like, well, if Josh Gordon doesn't live up to expectations, we're gonna give you something else. Like that's garbage, dude. That's straight garbage. Like like like. All right, and I know like the the, the return on investment of like guys who are late draft picks and it's a debatable of like well a fifth what's a third what's a, what's a first blah 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 but like I have to give you something else if this car breaks down that it, dude where else where else does that contract exist yeah that's kind of fair because again Josh Gordon is what Josh Gordon is right like you've seen it now. Like we've got six years of history. Right. So that would be like saying, like, oh well, dude, you know, if the car breaks down, you know what? Bring it back in or I'll fix it for you. And it's like, no, dude, take some ownership of this. But no, why would they have to? That's why you buy a car with a warranty on it. But you're right. As is is as is. That's why there's two separate things. And Josh Gordon is as is. You're right. Honestly, I had been downplaying that part of this. That is, that's garbage. Now, it's a seventh round pick, so it's like, well, does it matter or not? It, it, bigger than that is it's like you... you. He didn't win a game last year. All the picks matter. And I guess what, what a part of this problem is, is like the Browns had 10 plus teams interested yesterday. Of course. And I'm going to assume that they took what was the best deal in front of them. So it's like there was no better deal than this. There was nothing better that we could have gotten out of I this. don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I didn't see the list of other teams potentially interested, but if they were named Baltimore, Pittsburgh, or Cincinnati, I'm willing to bet we took the less better deal and sent them to, to New England. Yeah, but I mean, there's not teams across the NFL right now. I mean, that's three, so we got seven. Well, other- I don't know. I mean, how much was somebody going to give you? Because again, we're sitting here talking about how he is. He is what he is. We know what he is, right? So, I mean, how uh, were teams interested on the level that it's like, well, call and find out? And was like two team were two teams like legitimately interested enough to try to take because again like how many teams could take the gamble and, and if it doesn't pay off not have it matter not that many New England's one of them I thought Dallas was going to be in the running for this honestly I thought they were going to try to look to make a playmaker I looked I was like you know what they don't do this a lot but Green Bay if I'm Green Bay do I want to give Aaron Rodgers another rep- weapon absolutely I do that's what I'm saying I think there's enough teams right now that are. A deep threat away. You know what I mean? There's more than enough Oakland teams. Oakland might be a deep threat away. Right. Who, 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 who could use that offensive. And the fact that there were 10 teams and this is the best deal you got out of it. I mean, do I know the inner workings of the, of, of the NFL trade schemes as much as, 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 as you know, the, the Browns general manager does? No. But, like, it, to me, I can't, I can't get mad at Browns fan for feeling fleeced today. For feeling like, what the that, F just happened to us? That's how I feel. Okay, I feel fleeced. And moreover, really who I'm mad at right now today is I'm mad at the fan. And for something different. We constantly say things about players' activities on things that they can't do in their lives because they're role models to children. Right? Oh no! You got to get steroids out of the game for the integrity of the game, man. Because you got sophomores and 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 Canal Fulton that are strapping on helmets, so you can't tell them that steroids is the way to do it. The NFL just told every kid in America that come into the NFL, act any which way you want, and it'll all work out in the end for you. You'll get to walk away from a trash can and right into heaven, no matter how you act, no matter what you do, no matter how much trouble you are. 
They couldn't have sent a worse message to every kid in America yesterday. So quit telling me how we can't legalize marijuana and let them do it for pain management. Quit telling me how we got to make sure they don't take steroids to give us the best possible product on the field. Quit crying to me and telling me about how they're role models. Look at the role model that just happened yesterday. Look what the NFL gave you as a role model yesterday. A joke. It's a joke. And you know why that's okay? Because they're not really role models. This is business. So grow up. This isn't about your kids. This is about money. Billions of dollars at stake. Gambling lines, advertising money, ratings, revenue, all that. That's what matters. But yet in the, but in the dialogue of these things on TV and social media, we pretend that, that, that it's about all this other stuff. No, it's not. The love of the game or this. It's about the money. It's about winning and it's about the money. Like everything else in life, dude, it is financially driven. And it's about time with social media wiping out establishment everywhere else we look. It's about time we stop denying that money is the most important thing in the world to everyone and just admit it and make things better. The lying, the pomp and circumstance that comes with this stuff. Let these guys shoot steroids into their ass cheeks and die at 50. Who cares? Who cares? Let them do it. It's what they want to do. It's what they want. It's how they want to live. It's what they want. Dude, you got to drag most of these dudes off the field, not name Vontae Davis. So what? So I, I want to just stop pretending that I got to care about what these guys do in their lives because of the because of the sanctity of you raising your children. Look at what the NFL just showed you yesterday. Act any which way you want, and everything will work out the exact best possible way it could. Right, I think he's going to be playing this week. I think he, if if, if everything's I clear, thought he, I thought he was a little injured. One going to be able to travel. Gonna, one going to be able to do the things. All of a sudden, that hamstring feeling a lot better. Um, yeah, when you got Tom Brady throwing you the ball. Yeah, obviously though, there there is a couple things here that. Well, first and foremost, I like that you bring up the fact that yes, you're going to have Tom Brady to throw the ball. And I know Browns fans, you feel butthurt, and it's debatable on whether he's going to even make it out onto the field and how many games it will happen if it does. But dude, Tom Brady, to Josh Gordon is going to be impressive, dude. I can't wait to watch that. Tom Brady I made Danny I, Whitehead good. I can't wait to watch that. That is going to be like, oh my God, dude, did you just see that? That's why I always push back on the Tom Brady system quarterback thing. He is a little bit of a system quarterback, yet every wide receiver Corey's had over the last 10 years, which has flipped over like 11, like it's flipped over like 12, 13 times, he makes them all good. Meaning what? Tom Brady is the thing that's good. And, and, and there's a system to everything. Like every band West you've Coast ever liked. West Coast offense, bro. Joe Montana. The argument's over right there. Every movie you've ever liked. Every everything you've right. ever enjoyed. There's a system to it. It's just how do you implement your skill set into those said systems exactly right there? Right. So like, I, no, that's 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 a ridiculous argument. And Browns fans who are butthurt right now is like, well, dude, I don't even know if it's gonna work up there. I'm telling you right now, to Josh or Tom Brady to Josh Gordon, it's gonna be exciting to watch. No, no question about it. Will it work? Tom Brady's one of the most accurate quarterbacks. We've ever seen short and long distance wise, and Josh Gordon's one of the most freakish like ability athletes we've ever seen. All you gotta do is throw the ball to the forty, watch the kid jump in the air, he's gonna grab it. I'm pissed about this in the sense of I don't think the Browns got enough back, but at the end of the day, I agree with what they did. I think even if it was just cutting the dude, they had to do this. He had shown enough disrespect in the organization. And if you want those other fifty plus dudes to buy in and truly to 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 try to change this culture, you had to do this. You're right. You just did didn't get enough back on that it. is right but i still hate it because i believe josh gordon got exactly what he wanted yeah he did how could you not dude he he acted as poorly as you could ask a human being to act and got exactly what a pro athlete would want which is sent from despair to awesome 
And I would say, well, the Patriots obviously wouldn't they have... They don't look that good this year. They wouldn't, okay. they wouldn't have made this trade if they knew that he failed a drug test. So I don't, I don't know where that is. But with the stipulation of, well, if he doesn't play 10 games, we get something back. It was Again, probably an easier risk to take the, at that point. The test that I was told he failed was a team given, we're just going to check on Josh Gordon more often than, than, than the league is going to require. We're going to police it. This is so. This is you're saying when he first didn't camp, come to when camp. he left camp. Okay, when he first left. When for he, camp. they okay. said he's not going to be in camp, that it was a team. We just want to know where Josh Gordon is, so we're going to do it. Popped for something. They said, "Bro, you got to get out of here. Go to a facility. They won't test you while you're there." And then he came back, and now all this is happening. Now again, I don't know if my source was right on that. All I know is I told you something was happening with Josh Gordon two days later. The guy they tell you is not going to be in camp. Told you it was a plan. Then they were on Hard Knocks going, the Eagles landed, Eagles landed, Eagle landed, Eagle landed, Eagle landed. And then now, eh, well, just send him to New England. I, so I, they were banking on him, by the way. They were. I just think with the, with the recent Mary Kay Cabot statement of he was not himself, that obviously would be a big enough red flag to have the league step in and test him there. And I don't think Bill Belichick made this trade without knowing what he was doing. That's probably so, fair. So there, there's there's just a little bit of like, he, like I said, he knows what he's doing. Bill Belichick's not the one getting fleeced here. So like there's got to be something, or at least a part of this equation that we're not seeing. If he made a deal with you, the team he still, and he's admitted it, he still has animosity towards Cleveland. He's admitted it. So if he made a deal with you, he got the better end of that deal. And like I said earlier when we opened the show with this, imagine being Jamie Collins today. Sucks, dude. Sucks. Imagine, dude, they cut him because he said he liked playing video games. Because Bill Belichick's about that business, y'all. He's about that business. He's not about, well, you know what I mean? Let the legends rest. And I love Miles Garrett, but he's not a legend yet. I mean, we got to dial that down. He's going to be damn good, that kid, for sure. Miles is the real deal. And more, all I, dude, I'll tell you the biggest thing that's being swept under the rug this morning. And it's a shame. Jarvis Landry is the smartest thing this organization has done in a very, very, very long time. That kid looks like he's the real deal. He's got the right kind of heart, fights hard, blocks downfield. I'm all in on Jarvis Landry. That's the jersey I'm probably buying. Because that's the guy we got this year that they actually feel is good enough to already put on the field. Oh, my God. Dude, I told you during Hard Knocks it's a mess, and it's still a complete and utter disaster. Sammy Hagar tickets up for grabs. He's playing October 17th, Hard Rock Roxino. We'll get you in next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Sammy Hagar is playing October 17th. Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park. We'll get you hooked up here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. I want to go to that. I like Sammy. He's good life. It's interesting. Dude, words get thrown around really easy. And this isn't a new thing. This has been true in society forever. But, like, star gets thrown around really, really easily. And, again, being a little older than probably some of you that listen, not everybody, obviously. I would think the bulk of you are right around my age, I would think. But there's a lot of you that listen that are a lot younger. And so now everybody's a star. And I always make, I always make this point. It's like, dude, in the 80s and, like, early 90s, if you were famous, you were famous. Because only, like, a handful of people were famous. 
There, we weren't just making like the the chick down the street from you famous because she looked good in a bikini. She was just the hot chick on your street. She wasn't famous. And so now this is kind of happening. But when somebody who's like a legit star or somebody really famous starts doing stuff, you realize how it dwarfs everything else out there. I'm talking now again about Roseanne. She's not even on TV anymore. People are still talking about her. Connor's, dude, still wait. We're a month out. People are still talking about that show more than I'm hearing people talk about shows that are on television. And it's why. It's the star power. John Goodman, star power. Roseanne, star power. Now, Roseanne's not going to be on it. And that's why we're talking about it right now. It's because apparently she was on somebody's like podcast or, I don't know, some vlog show that I've never heard of. And they asked her about the Connors and what is going to happen to the role of Roseanne. And she says, oh, yeah, they killed her. They have her die of an opioid overdose. Now, I don't know. I can't imagine the network would tell Roseanne. So I don't know how she knows that or if she's just guessing that. Um, assuming the death isn't too far, I think that's probably common knowledge. Well, I think knowledge. they said maybe they'll do that. So, that being said, I would agree with you, the network doesn't necessarily, isn't going to be like cutting Roseanne off with that information, but somebody is, right? Somebody on the production team, or somebody a part of the writer's staff, or somebody, and not necessarily John Goodman, or, or, uh, or, or what's-his-nuts, but I'm, like... You know what, I'm not thinking, I'm, I'm thinking stars, not somebody who was on that staff trying to send the, the message to Roseanne, look, your next project's right around the corner, I'm sure, and I like you. I still want to be friends yeah. with you. Yeah. Okay. I, I would have right. to assume that she has more than enough because it's not. I, I, I'm guessing here, but I, I I can't assume that it's all new. Everything. It's not like they just brought in a brand new. It's probably the same staff. You know, the same staff that's like, hey, Roseanne, you gave me this job. Here's a little bit of like, hey, here's it. Can you believe what they're going to do? Can't walk out because this is how I feed my kids. But right. I want to get the message to you that I'm still Team Roseanne. Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I said, uh, it, yeah. it's not the network letting her know, but somebody might have let her know. A showrunner, a producer, somebody on staff. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just kind of skipped over that kind of thought process. And let's be real, too. I mean, this is essentially exactly what you would expect in my mind of like, well, how are they going to kill her off? Because you're you're looking at this from the perspective of, of the network who is trying to look like good guys here, who's trying to look like, oh my God, she said something racist and therefore we are going to distance ourselves from her. What a better way to do that than by looking like a good guy again and raising awareness of, 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 of not just, you know, prescription drug abuse, but like hidden prescription drug abuse. Like this could be happening to your family. Someone you love could be addicted to drugs. You don't even know about it. Now we're, you know, now ABC cares, you know what I mean? Or whatever it is like, all right, yeah. now there's so like that makes all the sense in the world to me of like, it's I a don't perfect way it. to kill her. She calls it cynical and horrible. Roseanne does. And I think she's a little bit right here. I think you're getting a little too caught up in the moment, a little too caught up in like what's happening. Like right now, and for such a legendary character, it seems a little unfair to do this to her. But that being said, if you're ABC, what you need more than anything is for the Connors to succeed on its own. And you don't, you can't care about the Roseanne legacy because of no. what she did to it. So you can't be beholden to that. So... I do agree that if you're going to move it forward over the line to then maybe put some negative sprinkling 
on the Roseanne character as a whole to where you don't have to love her as much because she became this thing, maybe that's what they're thinking then helps the Connor stand on their own. Now, I worry what happens is it backfires on you. That the fans of Roseanne go, that's what you're going to do to this character I've loved for 20 years? Screw you, and they're out. I don't think I don't think the Connors has a leg to stand on. No matter, no matter how, what, they no do. matter how you cut it, um, nor do I. But but if as it comes from this perspective, it's definitely a little untrue to the character because at no other point has drug addiction been discussed on the show. But but like I said, there's a little bit of that where it's like, well, this could happen to anyone. You think that you think that it can only happen to like quote unquote junkies, but this well, could happen to anyone. Show was always known for immersing itself into the hot topics of the day, though it right? was kind of known for that. And, and yeah, I, I agree with you that that there is a little bit of you become a slave to that, but that's what makes you a, a sitcom. The two yard, right. two yard, and so like, and again, what was the best way to end it the first time around? They win the lottery because it's un it's unrelatable to who they are because that's not what Roseanne would be. But let's not pretend that somebody in Roseanne's household, if the show is to be believed to be true, would not be suffering this problem today. Right. You know what I mean? Right. The patriarch of the family, and that's essentially what we're going to put her as the role as. I don't know about that. I probably would have made it DJ or maybe like one of the grandkids. But if you have to move off of the character, which is what they have to do. It feels very much like how a speechwriter should never really reference pop culture a whole lot because then it's like time stamped. You know what I mean? Like that. But I'm overthinking it because, dude, at the end of the day, nobody really cares. We binge watch all this stuff. Nobody really pays attention to anything. Characters die and come back to life on shows. It's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, I was going to say Seinfeld is a perfect, you know, the 1996, but we still continue to watch it with all the pop culture references and everything. Every day, all the time on TBS. You're absolutely right about that. So I read a headline of an article. Fantone told me he has read the body of it, but apparently... Weed makes you gay? That's a thing? We'll find out after hooking you up with these Sammy Hagar tickets. Call her 20 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on those. We'll send you to the Hard Rock Roxino October the 17th. See Sammy. And uh, we'll find out how weed makes you gay next on the Stansbury Show. Dan Stansbury. This boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys. Fantone from the Stansbury Show here. Checking in with my crystal clear vision. Thanks to my friends at the Rollholt Vision Institute. That's right. We're talking about 2020 vision here, baby. That's perfect. And you could be seeing the same way. All you have to do is reach out to the good folks at the Rollholt Vision Institute. So if you've been thinking about LASIK, dude, the first step is to get some facts. And they're all available to you at RollholtVision.com. You can take the self-evaluation test. You can check out some of the financing options. Or maybe you just want a better picture of what LASIK actually is. Well, it's all right there for you. All you have to do is visit that website. Like I said, it is RollholtVision.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. You can join Fishhead every single Tuesday, starting October the 2nd at AMF Hall of Fame Lanes. He's going to be doing lights out bowling. Fishhead on hand every week, hooking you up with prizes. $10 fee for a short eight weeks. You can get registered at WRQK.com. And obviously, you can find AMF Hall of Fame Lanes, 5155 Tuscarora Street, obviously, right here. I, uh, I was saying this yesterday, and it was just in a moment of rage in my car. And so I, I, I want to say this and I just want us to have a good laugh at it, but I don't want you to take too much offense to it, Canton. Okay. But I was driving up Tusk yesterday 
and I it just hit me. That's why I want to move. I got to get that goddamn street out of my life. <laughs> Dude, I got to tell you, that stretch from like whatever that is it Walgreens right that's right there like Harrison right there okay, in Tusk. okay. yeah remember yeah. where that BP is right where that 77 in Tusk okay like, that yeah, exit 77 right there yeah right there at the freeway to Walmart bro i can't i don't know if i can do it anymore like dude the the driving on that dude i first of all every other street in this town's one way except for the one everybody wants to ride, drive on like we couldn't figure it out. here's what i figured out about this city that i love so dearly and it is now my home that the very early city planners of this city had no idea what they were doing. Well, the, and it grew outside of what they thought it was going to be. I, I, I think it's they planned for it to continue growing, and it did not. They were not planning for for the the inevitable lack of continuous growth. People thought like, well, we're going to be a big city soon, so we might as well put one-way streets in. And it's like, no, dude, that's the thing is we don't need those one-way no, streets, dude. At we're all. just not big enough. No. Um, and I, I feel the same way about like street parking where it's like, you thought you didn't have room to put driveways into this town, and now we have to deal with the fact that everyone's parked out on the street. That's why everyone's getting hit all the time. Yeah. Litter everywhere, dude. It's a bunch of garbage. Lakewood is go- Lakewood went through a lot of the same problems, Canton did. But dude, it's so we, that's what it was yesterday. I was just like stuck in traffic. Dude, we Tusk is one of those streets where the light will be green and you'll just be stuck at the light and there's like nothing you can do because the line of traffic is seven miles long because everything you want on that end of town is in that two mile block. It's like, dude, we got to spread some stuff out. We we, got to get some stuff moved around. I, dude, I was, it was making me crazy. Dude, I almost put the car in park and left it there just yesterday. Just done with it, the whole thing. Just pure Michael Douglas <laughs> falling down. Just, just, that, dude, eventually that's going to be the story of my life. <laughs> that's what it's going to be. It's just going to be Uzi in the briefcase. It'll be oz- easy to spot, too, because who has a briefcase in 2018? <laughs> why is that guy carrying a briefcase? Why is he got to be guilty. Why does he have that? He's guilty of something. Probably is, too. All right. So you sent me this article, and I chose not to read it. Yeah. Because I felt like the headline was so obvious that it was false. Okay. And that it could not be remotely true at all. Okay. That I was like, well, I don't need to absorb this information. And then I start talking to you this morning and you're like, oh, no, buddy, I read it. He, you have read it. And you feel like there is something to be at least learned or examined here. At the very least, I guess there is a conversation to be had here. Now, I should tell people, he sent me this thing that says, marijuana makes you gay. Now, in case you're new to the program, Fantone and I are not necessarily strangers no. to the substance. No. Met it once or twice before. Yeah. Shook hands. Pretty sure I'm going to be told here uh, any day now I'm not allowed to shake hands with it anymore, but uh, that's... Uh, but I, I've been I've been reducing use over the last couple of years or, or whatever. But it's not that. But I'm not anti it. And I also think I should we should legalize marijuana tomorrow. We absolutely should. I don't know what the hell this country's problem is with that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I've yet to get the good argument on that. Where I keep yeah, challenging we, people. Like nobody has convinced it. me here. But no, nobody has a good argument on it. Believe me, they all think they do on Twitter. They're wrong. It essentially what we're talking. So this article is claiming marijuana will make me gay. My point being is to tell people is that, dude, I've done enough use that if something was going to flip you into something, I'd be it. I think the the article brings up the concept of high sexuality. 
Okay. Which, which is where... Like, not... You have a, a high level of sexuality. No, 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 no. You, This is your sexuality while high. Yeah, not two words, a high sexuality, okay. but like a one word, high sexuality, where like you have a different sexual identity when you're high. And high, sexu- uh, high sexuality is where normally straight men experience uncontrollable attraction to other men after smoking weed. No, that's guys who are secretly gay who are in denial about being gay get under the influence of something and go, oh, uh, l- let's... T- <laughs> Let, let's touch penises. That's what happens. I, the, the, the substance didn't make that happen. Your inhibitions are lower. I, I guess at that point, it is you, you, is it unleashing something that you didn't already have in you? No. No. Is there? Do I think there are plenty of people out there who use substances, and whether it's to have a homosexual relationship or to have a different relationship, I think people use substances to a, as a gateway to their sexuality on a regular basis. Okay, I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you where this is true and it, where it, ha- it had been true in my life. Okay? Oh, God. This is not smart. But this is what this is. It's the same thing as alcohol. Right? Like, when I was growing... Alright. Everybody's got a... Everybody's got, like, stuff that they find attractive. Sure. Right? Okay? I have a tendency occasionally. I will sleep with women who are who a lot of men would consider to be a little too heavy for them. Okay. I won't go so far as to say fat chicks because I think everybody kind of wants to stay away from those. But like a little bit of a <laughs> not okay. everybody not well not everybody can stay away from mine. No, 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 no. Apparently, no. again, dude, I, I I've been driving around. I've seen the things. Welcome to Stark County. I've seen the things, right? But. So that would happen occasionally when I would get a little drunk. And it's like there have been times in my life where if I'm being honest, I'm sexually attracted to people that way, but maybe would have not done that sober. And your sober mind kind of puts up the perim- or the, the, the like the fence of what like, are people going to think? How am exactly, I going to be judged? Exactly the, the 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 societal constructs that have been like thrust upon me. So if you're unleashing what damn if, the man if you're unleashing what's already existing in you, can I say that that's the cause of it? No, no but there is something about trigger. it. Trigger, and we've talked about this before, where it's like maybe not marijuana, maybe a little bit more alcohol, and certainly other drugs. Can change you. I mean, what you 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 make decisions you normally wouldn't make in in situations. Well, I've said about hard drugs and the difference between hard drugs and marijuana is that marijuana use doesn't change who you are as a person. Where honestly, heroin can change who you. Like, dude, if you smoke weed, you're not necessarily going to take money out of your mom's purse. But if you do heroin, you're going to take money out of your mom's purse. I mean, one of the drugs that I consider like in the middle drug, cocaine, I think definitely has the capabilities. And I think you've talked about this in the past, where it's like you divulge too much into certain drugs, and then all of a sudden sudden you're like wait a second maybe i am into this i don't know what i'm doing over here so well like, cocaine does make you want to do weird sexual stuff so it if, does so well, if, i don't know I, I shouldn't speak for everybody i haven't done that drug in so long i'm not sure but i every every time i i ever did it i always remember i was like dude i was just doing weird stuff so you know but maybe I, i'm weird and i mean the concept too of like you know, I had this debt that I had to pay to my drug dealer, and I think we're, we're familiar with who I'm talking about here, you know, and I, I performed something or I did something that I normally wouldn't do for that harder drug. So now you're S&D for drugs. Does Are you gay? I, I mean, right? So there's something here. It's not just like, well, right, well we're getting a little far away from the marijuana can make you gay thing. Um, yes, I no. 
Are you? No. Nah. Yes, no, maybe. No. God damn it. Somebody give me one of those things, the paper mache things. Let a fifth grade girl figure it out who's gay. No, I, no, no, no. I don't think that that's necessarily gay. Again, I think those drugs change who you are. Like, and what you, what you, and, and not no. You know what we're saying wrong? It's not that they change who you are. It's they change what is acceptable behavior out of you. Is is what you would normally consider to be acceptable behavior. Now, again, I don't want anybody misconstruing what I'm saying. Being gay is totally acceptable. That's not what I'm saying. But I think dudes who get addicted to drugs will do some gay stuff that wouldn't have before they were addicted to those drugs. I don't think that they're now gay. I just think they want those drugs. Dude, welcome to drugs being awesome. I, I think I think that... And powerful is what I mean by the word awesome, not like, woohoo, let's all go get them. I mean that they're powerful. Sexuality is, for as much as we all try to make it, well, it's 100% black or 100% white, and this is what it is. I think there's a lot of gray area in that. I think there's a lot of gray area in drugs. And when you start mixing the two together, the waters become a bit muddied. They I do. Well, there's more gray area in sexuality than than some people would like to admit. I would I would agree with that. I, You know what this is? And dude, men have such a terrible time admitting stuff like this because if you admit it, then it's like secretly you're not like a man. But I don't buy into any of that. You know what I mean? Having been molested as a child by a neighbor and being put in therapy by the time you're in third, fourth grade, it dude, it opens your eyes to all kind of stuff and that your manhood's not tied into any of that stuff. And it ultimately that kind of thinking makes you a weakling inside. But really what this is about is that, dude, a lot of guys want to experiment. They do, dude. And there's a little bit of you. And again, most guys would never admit this in front of their friends. There's a little bit of thing in men that get jealous over the fact that women kind of get to experiment with their friends and kind of get to kiss girls to see if they like it. And they're not necessarily gay if they do it. But if you make out with your friends at a slumber party, all of a sudden you're the queer. And like, dude, guys are they're terrified of that. Just two dudes in masculine hanging out in the garage, drinking, drinking heavy beers, dude. And just who knows what happens next? Who knows? <laughs> I think we know what happens next. Like, dude. All right. Again, when I was out in Oregon, there was this kid, Andy. And every time Andy got drunk, Andy was married. And every time Andy got drunk, he would try to sleep with this other dude named Woods. It was like his name was Woods. <laughs> it was like, Woods. Andy, if you want to bang a dude every time. And he would always say, I'm not gay. Just when I get drunk, it just seems like a good idea. I'm like, Andy, Andy. Then I'm willing to bet if I got like if, if I like really got in there and started like finding out about your marriage, we're gonna find out, dude. You're not real happy. It's because secretly, dude, you kind of want a man. I think really, if we got into your Pornhub history, that's where the tale would be told. That's where it's like, okay, you're in this moment by yourself. Are you engaging in this or not? See, and again, given what my history as a child was, you question your sexuality a lot growing up. You do, and deep into this far in my life, because dude, it's ruined relationships. So it's like, ah, dude, like what's happening with me here, right? And so you kind of go through that, and my Pornhub history is what always makes me feel like, all right, no, like I must Good. like chicks, because dude, I'm always after. <laughs> I don't say I'm fine, like I'd be worried about. It. I'm just, but again, it's like you do, you question throughout your life, and so when I look at my Pornhub history, it's like, nah, dude, I like chicks, and I apparently like when they look just like this. Like I definitely have a thing. But yes, I would agree. I think a lot of men w- wish they could, could experiment, and then that's kind of what happens. But I think you're a little bi curious or gay to start. I don't think it's like you smoke weed and you're like, you know what might be fun, yeah. dude? Smoking weed makes you want burritos, <laughs> not dudes. Like that's not the way that works. We'll start new tour Tuesday, and we'll do it next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show, Kenton's Rock Station.
Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. You guys know how this game is played. We're going to take a listen to some songs. We'll vote on them. We bar no uh, no format here. We're going to start this week with Eminem. He's this up-and-coming rapper that has uh, found himself in in a beef with like this massive, huge hip-hop star, uh, MGK. And uh, you know how this works, dude. The new up and comer kind of punches up at greatness, uh, you know, hoping to get a you know to get a response. So Eminem's just trying to you know get his name out there. He's had this fledgling career that he hasn't been able to get off the ground. Obviously, I'm being facetious here because people have been trying to make the argument for the last two weeks that this has been going on that Eminem and MGK are in the same like air, and they're not. They're not. Muggsy Bogues and Michael Jordan both play basketball. They're both basketball players, but they're different. Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan. Yeah, and I don't think that's a slight against Muggsy Bogues. You know what I mean? Like, that's okay to not be the greatest of all time. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, that's you can still have a pretty decent career without being the all-time best at something. That's That's okay. Absolutely. And so... I think it's a little disrespectful to even relate the two because I think Eminem's just had that much better of a career and that's the way it's going to end up. And I had a guy want to argue this with me the other day on Facebook. It's like, well, you know, Eminem's been out longer. Of course he's got better something more, you know, more songs. I'm like, well, yeah, but he had massive hits off the first two releases. We're two albums in, two, three albums into MGK, and we got nothing. Yeah, if you want to argue per capita numbers, okay, I get that, and that's sure. fair, but then okay, well then let's argue Go per album capita numbers, album. right? And Go it, debut album, debut album and only. It, and it's not even close at that no. point. I mean, it's really not. No, the the first Eminem LP, the shade the Slim Shady LP. Changed the game. Like, the first time you heard that, you were like, oh, God, things are going to be different. It was like hearing Nirvana and Nine Inch Nails for the first time. It's like, okay, things are different. Right? I I mean, it was just a different, it's a game changer. I think that it's fair to say that, yes, Eminem has has definitely had a bigger impact on his the format than MGK has. I don't even think that's debatable. I guess what you can debate is, okay, well, it's 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 not a comparison of careers. It's a comparison of songs. What, in the diss track game? Yeah. I nah, mean, see, again, the, I, I think both those things are true. That in this small moment, that is it track to track? Yes. But in the bigger scope of the argument, the more important argument is career versus career. And at the end of the day, that's not close. It will never be close. Eminem will always win that out. And as a matter of fact, I think he's winning the diss track battle. I think he's winning both. I really do. But what happens is, is that the diss track battle happens and then MGK fans get their get their butts hurt because in really what it is is you're not even an MGK fan. You got city pride. You got Ohio pride. And some guys out there yelling Cleveland, yelling 216, yelling Ohio, and now all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I'm from there. So it's got to be cooler than it was. And now, nah, dude, it's all right. And MG, I'm not in. Notice I have never once said MGK sucks, ever. I got the album. I own all his albums. They're pretty good. But that's what they are. They're pretty good. They're not great. The Slim Shady LP was great. The Marshall Mathers LP was great. He hasn't, dude, MGK has yet to release anything great. But they've been beefing, and Eminem has responded now with Kill Shot. Your fans become your haters. You done? Doing this once. Rihanna just hit me on a text. Last night I left hickeys on her neck. Wait, you just dissed me, I'm perplexed. Insult me in a line, compliment me on the next. Damn, I'm really sorry you want me to have a heart attack. Was watching 8 Mile, I'm on auto track. Realized I forgot to call you back. Here's that autograph for your daughter. I wrote it on a starter cap. Stan, stan, 
son, listen, man, dad isn't mad, but how you gonna name yourself after a damn gun and have a man bun? Right? Right? Say you got me in a scope, but you grazed me. I say one called it in a scope, and you swayzy. Your reply got the crowd yelling woo. So before you die, let's see who can out petty who with your corny lines. Slim your old out Kelly ooh, but I'm 45 and I'm still out selling you. By 29, I had three albums that it blew. Now let's talk about something I don't really do. Going with someone's daughter's mouth, stealing food. But you're off Nick of Mohill. Now I'ma make a mountain out of you. Woo. Chill, acting like you put the chrome barrel to my bone marrow. Gonna get you ain't a bow and arrow. Say you run up on me. Okay, like a so already. Let's leave content out. Already, you can tell that the ability to string the words together, styling, Eminem's far and away a better rapper, is more talented at the art form for sure. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that. I don't think he's necessarily at his best right here. I mean, this is okay. Like, I'm not saying this sucks, but it, this this isn't him at his peak. No, but here's the problem, is that... Do you know how hard it is to reach Eminem's peak? And so to be able to do it every time you release a song, especially when you're going back and forth in like a battle, this and that, I'm not expecting Eminem peak. But the best, the best, the best MGK songs of all time would be throwaways on Eminem's albums. Like you put the chrome barrel to my bone marrow Gonna get you ain't a bow and arrow Say you run up on me like a phone bill Spraying lead, playing dead That's the only time you hold still Are you eating cereal or oatmeal? What them smells in the bowl, milk? Wheaties or Cheerios? Cause I'm taking this shit in them Kelly I need reading material Dictionary Yo Slim, your last four albums suck Go back to recovery Oh shoot, that was three albums ago What do you know? Oops, know your facts before you come at me Little goof, luxury, oh you broke shit. Yeah, I had enough money in O2 To burn it in front of you Oh, younger me, no you don't whack me. It's funny, but so true. I'd rather be 80 year old me than 20 year old you. Truth. Tell I'm hitting old age. Still can fill a whole page with a 10 year old's rage. Got more fans than you in your own city. Little kitty go true. play. Feel like I'm babysitting Lil Tay. Got the ditty okay. So you spent your whole day shooting a video. Just a f nigga dig your own grave. Got to itch your own wake. I'm the Billy Goat. You ain't never made a list. Next to no Biggie, no J. Next to Taylor Swift. True. Biggie, huh? You about to really blow Kelly. They'll be putting your name next to Chai, next to Benzino. Die, motherfucker. Like the last motherfucker. Saying alien vein, alien brain. Satanist. Yeah. My biggest flop, so your greatest hits. The True. game's mod again, and ain't nothing changed but the lock. So before I slay the I'm gonna give Jade a kiss. Gotta wake up Labor Day to this. Being rich shamed by some prick using my name for clickbait in a state of bliss. Cause I said his goddamn name. Now I gotta cock back aim. Yeah, it's pop champagne to this. It's your moment. This is it. As big as you're gonna get, so enjoy it. Yep. Had to give you a career Truth. to destroy it. Lethal injection, go to sleep six feet deep. I give you a beat for the effort, but if I was three foot eleven, you'd look up to me, and for the record, you would suck a idiot me off me for a second. Yep. Click up, get us all get on my channel. Give your life to be a solidified. This nigga for them cities like Rambo yep. when he's out of bullets, so a good as a machine gun when it's out of ammo. Had enough of this tatted up mumble rap. How the fuck can him and I battle? He'll have to fuck him in my flannel. I'll give him my sandals, cause he knows long as I'm shady, he's gonna have to live in my shadow. Exhausting, yep. letting off on my offspring like a gun barrel. Stick it off me. You dance around it like a sombrero. We can all see up in the salty, cause young Gerald's all deep inside a Halsey. Oh Your God. red sweater. Your black leather. I forgot about that part. You dress better. I rap better. That a death threater. 
a love letter. I'm, I'm not wild about that. I wouldn't have gone after Halsey. That's, I mean, dude, she didn't ask for that. She didn't ask for that. And I, dude, I, I try to keep wives and girlfriends out of the, out of the battling that sometimes we have to do in here too. I don't love when they do that, but I mean, it, it, dude, they already went to kids. What you're not gonna go to? You're not gonna go to slam pieces? Like, of course you are. I rap better than a death threater. A love letter. Little white toothpick thinks it's over a pick. I just don't like you, prick. Thanks for dissing me. Now I had an excuse on the mic to write, not a light, but really I don't care who's in the right, but you're losing the fight you pick. Who else wanted Kells? Attempt fails, button L's, Nick of nails in these coffins as softest. Got nail, kill shot, I will not fail. I'm with the doc still, but this idiot's boss pops pills and tells him he's got skills. But Kells, the day you put out a hit, the day Diddy admits that he put the hit out, they got pop kill, eh? I'm sick of you being whack and still using that mother off an auto tune, so let's talk about it. Talk about it. I'm sick of your mumble rap mouth, need to get the cock about it before we can even talk about it. Talk about it. I'm sick of your blonde hair and earrings, just cause you look in the mirror and think that you're Marshall Mathers. Marshall Mathers. Don't mean you are and you're not about it, so just leave my it in your mouth and keep my daughter out of you. Oh, and I'm just playing, Diddy. You know I love you. So there you are. There's about four minutes of nothing but facts about how Eminem, how Eminem's just winning this in every single fashion. Any way you want to shake the math out, Eminem's coming out way ahead. Fantone, give me your vote. <laughs> it's half a turn. Um, I definitely like that Eminem's angry again, so that's why I think this whole thing is a a bonus. It's a plus it, because I wouldn't care about what Eminem put out because I didn't care about the album last year. I wouldn't have necessarily cared about this without it. Um, but I didn't feel like that song was all that great. I mean, it was good. There were some parts in it where I was like, yeah, and the beat was cool. But all in all, and I know it's not a, a hit, it's not a single, but at the same time, I you know wasn't why? in love with it. I'll tell you why. Because you don't care enough about the person he's battling. Had he been going after somebody with a huge career and there's real digs to make, how are you going to make digs over somebody who can't chart? Like, it, it's, it's, it's kind of like, that's what I don't understand. I can't understand why he's punching this far down. MJ, dude, this is, I've said it all morning. If both artists played in Cleveland tonight, which show do you want to go to? You'd rather be hashtagging Eminem. Don't even try to lie. Your city pride is what has you thinking MGK is even good. He is decent. But to, but the rare air that is Eminem, he's not even close, bro. It's laughable and disrespectful. I'm going to say half a turd as well, though, on that. <laughs> it's half a turd. But it's better. It's better than what MGK had to say about him. And it was filled, like I said, four minutes filled up and down with nothing but facts about how right he is about all of it. Oh, my God. I cannot wait for that whole thing to be over with. Carrie Underwood's next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. About what you're saying here. Because you and I will say, well, dude, we got alcohol. Give people weed. What's the difference? Let them have it. Right. So it's like if you can go home and smoke a joint by yourself and that's like normal. Right. Then why is it like this? You know what I'm saying? Because we, we try to we use it to, to relate the other way. To me, and I guess this is just my relationship with this. I'm asking because I agree with you is why I just come up with a reason for both of us to me marijuana isn't the social lubricant alcohol is the social lubricant and that's what I look at it as it's not alcohol is not a way for me to unwind at the end of the day like man I had a stressful day and me I was, dude, boy Stansberry was a dick today and I just want to kind of go like you'd be an alcoholic <laughs> Carrie Underwood. Right now, 
She's like all over the news. Why? I guess she's had three miscarriages in the past two years, and she's just being like open and honest about it. Wow. And that's got to be tough, man. You're a celebrity, and you're in a position like that, and to expose yourself of like, hey, you're not alone. I'm going through that too, because miscarriages are tough, man. They just are. Oh, dude, really tough. And 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 and, and to put yourself out there and kind of be like, hey, you know, other women of America, you're not alone. I, I tip my hat to Carrie Underwood. Yeah, it's it's hard to hate her for that. Sure, I didn't know about. That. She had an awesome voice. Yeah, this is one of those times where a reality show got it right. Yeah. Like, they they, they got it right. I mean, don't get me wrong, you're going to be able to point to other ones, but for the most part, I think the voice in American Idol has had limited success of making true stars. Carrie Underwood flies in the face. Um, Let me see here. Kelly Clarkson? Sure. Yeah. Daughtry? Sure. Uh, I wouldn't put Daughtry in the... the, the, That, to me, is you being kind. Because I don't think he he's at Kelly Clarkson or uh, or Carrie Underwood staff. Well, if he doesn't make that list, then you're really, really I cutting agree. it off there. I agree, but I think you're being a little kind there on Daughtry. Pick up lines. I came here tonight to shed a few tears on my own. Sitting there across the room, I couldn't help but notice you see my little down on your love. Too man, but she's sexy as you oh, know what I mean. As the day show. is long, she's smoke so show. sexy, dude. She's got the voice. She can actually entertain. I've seen her live. She's good. Yeah, she kind of got it all, man. I met her once before I cared before I cared about country music, and now it's like, well, I want to meet her again now. <laughs> Make you hurt like this, but I know just what to do. It starts with a battle of good reposado and ends with a shooter or two. Tomorrow when the sun comes up, tonight's the night. That got, that got a little that got a little gospel churchish there. Oh, there's no question yeah. there's a little bit of blackness on this yeah, song. And that, that, it, that got a little Southern Baptist. It's a little bit outside, like the sultriness of it is a little bit outside of what I view her wheelhouse her as. Her zone is, So right. there's going to be points like that, I would assume. Yeah. With a battle of good and ends with a shooter or two. All two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she that right now. Like <laughs> never was, maybe just my name. Won't be your one and only, but just cause we're lonely don't mean that we should. We should be drinking Drink. There, yeah, you're right. There is a little bit of, like, of force there. Okay. The way she says it, it might as well be Kool-Aid. <laughs>
talked me into it, dude. <laughs> She's right. She's making sense. Here on Sunday Night Football, she did the new Sunday Night Football theme song. No, I hadn't seen that. A lot of people crapped on it. Yeah, whatever. It was just like, I mean, how good is that going to be? Right. I mean, what are we expecting here? Yeah, I mean, wasn't it? It was. Um, it was Faith Hill that used to do it, yeah. right? Yeah. I think yeah, it I switched mean, last year, and there was a new one this year. Yeah, I mean, she's the new Faith Hill, so that, I mean, that's who you get, I guess. Why Nets is what you're doing there? You know what I mean? I get that. I guess I just don't expect the Sunday Night Football theme to be like something I'm going to be like, dude, let's get that on my iPod. Crank it up. You know what I mean? I got to have that. That's Jim Classic right there. I don't care about that. You know what I mean? Is the Family Ties theme song on my iPod? No. <laughs> ah, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's new Carrie Underwood, dude. She just kind of gets me. Fantastic. Give me the vote there. <laughs> it's half a turn. I think it was a good song, no question about it. Um, I don't think I ever have to listen to it again to feel complete in life. Yeah, you got a girlfriend, you'll listen to it again. I, yeah, I'm sure. But I just wonder, does that have a home on country radio? The answer is yes, because it's Carrie Underwood and they'll give her the spot just because. But if that was anyone else, would that have a spot on country radio? And I don't know. Ah, a lot of songs have been made hits by stars who probably wouldn't have been hits if they were released by a lesser known artist. I don't think you're wrong, though. I'm gonna, I'll keep it in line with you. I'm gonna vote half a turn. <laughs> it's half a turn. One great, but I like Carrie Underwood, and that song was definitely, dude, 99.7 is definitely gonna play that song, I would imagine. New Jonathan Davis from Corn Basic Needs. That's next on Rock 106.9. Yo, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show here with 2020 Vision. Thanks to my good friends over at the Rollholt Vision Institute. Now, people ask me all the time, Fantone, would you do LASIK surgery? again? And the answer is 100% yes. And the reason why is because I never have to worry about dealing with the inconvenience of glasses or contacts again. I don't have to worry about where my glasses are. I don't have to worry about contact solution. I don't even have to worry about do I have contacts, man. I just open up my eyes and I see 2020. You could be doing the same thing. All you have to do is get the information which is available to you at roholtvision.com. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9 and, uh, well, now nearing the end of New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Rocks. You know, there we already played you the new Eminem kill shot. We both voted half a turn on that. New Carrie Underwood drinking alone. We both voted half a turn on that as well. We're going to move into the what we're hoping will be the rock song of the day. You never know when, a, when an artist goes solo. Now, I made this, er, I said this earlier. Did I get that Korn's a band? But some bands are not. Like Puddle of Mud, right? Now, Puddle Mud's not a band. That's Wes. Yeah, vast you, majority of bands. You would go, you're right. Like, I, I, mo, for most people, no matter what's happened in the studio or not, as long as the singer's there for you, you're probably going to be okay with it. Correct. Right? You don't, you know what I mean? You're not really, once you're at the show, you're not worried about who wrote it. It's like, well, is the guy who I love singing it going to sing it? Then I'm going. Yeah, because, I mean, very few exceptions to this, but like, most instruments can be, most instrumental things can be recreated. It's not like it's that important that like, boy, I've really got to hear that that guitar riff as as designed. Nah, it probably not. It doesn't matter. Probably not. As long as the things tune the right way, the amp is set the right way, and that whole thing, you'll probably be able to get it close enough. The singer is really where most people get hung up at. So Jonathan Davis kind of going out on his own here, and he's got this song called Basic Needs. 
Yeah, I think we're building though. Okay. Okay. Telling the audience there is basic needs. That's all I need is you guys. That's it. It's like breathing, shelter, food. All right. Here's the thing. You'll never go wrong with that. No. You'll never go wrong with it. It's like telling your wife she's pretty, dude. You're never going to overdo that one. Like People people appreciate that. Yeah, dude. Telling your wife she's pretty. Dude, it works for me even. <laughs> Get it. The dudes in corn right now have to be like, what? Why? Dude, we're right here, John. Well, I'll tell you why. Fieldy's a dick. Dude, Fieldy's one of the most miserable people you'll ever meet in your entire life. He is a complete and utter tool in person. Like, dude, he made me hate corn. Like, honestly, like, what did we do? We did bowling with corn. And then, you know, it was like you go bowling with them all day and then you hang out at the strip club with them that night or whatever. And so I get it. It's a long day for a rock star hanging out with dude people he doesn't really want to hang out with. You know what I mean? So I get it. But he was such a douche to everybody. Be by my mind. The silence my hey, radio stations used to do fun stuff. Forgot about that. That was a fun day. being asked if this song is also about his wife passing away because that did happen she oh, like yeah. she she uh, was it was suicide was it i think it was his ex-wife though estranged estranged i believe okay. is what okay. that was um i don't know for sure you might be right there i don't know I, I i think maybe there's a possibility that some of the some of this messaging in there could be drawn th- uh, that way but i just wouldn't this have been recorded before that I don't know. I guess you can record things faster than ever before in history. All these dudes have studios in their houses now, so maybe you, you may be right on that. that part so much I'm willing to live with the verses not being great I expected 2018 late 2018 Jonathan Davis to be really bad too and it's not Jonathan Davis, he knows how to do that haunting thing. 
Oh, yeah. He knows yeah. how to do that really well. Yeah. I mean, dude, <laughs> when Alice Cooper and Kiss and Rob Zombie have done it before you, I mean, dude, yeah, I can do this. I, all right, here's the plan. Hey, somebody grab me that blueprint off yeah. Gene Simmons' table. Tom Brady, he's a system quarterback. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. You know what? You're right. <laughs> I guess when, when, when it's been written for you before. There's new Jonathan Davis going solo there, uh, stepping outside of corn with basic needs. Fantone, give me the vote. It's a turn. Wow. Uh, absolutely love corn. Definitely one of the most influential artists of my, uh, I would say, my musical like um, coming out party of like, all right, this is where I am. You're the right age. That boy. first album, I was 10 years old. So yeah. it was just in that sweet spot of like when I'm trying to define myself musically. So I had high expectations on this. Um, it felt like 2018 corn to me, which didn't sound very good. Um, so I'm going to call the new Jonathan Davis song a big old turd. Wow, we completely disagree. I like the chorus so much, I'm willing to live with a little bit of a slow start. And I expected it to be complete trash, and it wasn't. So that's probably going to cloud my vision a little bit. But I'm going to go not a turd. Not a turd. Yeah, man, I actually really, uh, I really, really enjoyed that. I really, I can't believe I enjoyed it as much as I did. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning. That will be 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Podcast up shortly after 10 a.m. at WRQK.com. You guys have a great day. See you. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9.